going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. Follow Greg on Twitter at XMaserati. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at GC underscore cast. Of course, check us out. You can search for us. You're listening to it right now, of course. But if somehow, you know, maybe you're listening on the Social Suplex podcast network, which you can search for on your favorite podcasting app, or or you're listening on the Grave Consequences podcast tab, which you can find also on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to hear my voice more and you want to hear me talk about other things like hero movies and hero shows and the like, check out Eddie and Caleb's Hero Cast. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. And today we're here to review Season 2, Episode 19 of Lucha Underground. The title of that episode was, is, was, well, is, was, whatever you want to say, Judgment Day. Uh, I feel like this may be a reference to a certain James Cameron movie. Would I be wrong, Greg? No, you're right. I can see how it's strongly associated with Avatar. <laughs> That's really good. Hey, folks, again, it is October 7. This is the second part of our <clears throat> doubleheader once again. And, you know, we're not, you know, fatigued or anything. Like, we're, we're pretty well good to go. It's only 6.30 here in Oklahoma, so it's only 7.30 in Maryland? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't remember what state you live in. I just want to completely dox you. What's your social security number? I'll put it on the Twitter. Okay, good. Good. Uh, don't forget to send your nudes as well. There, everyone has them. They're free. My OnlyFans yeah. is, is free. <laughs> In fact, I actually pay you to subscribe. Uh, yes. Like here, here's $3 and a dick pic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, dude, we're going right into the action on this episode. The first match of the night is Son of Havoc versus Dra- uh, Daga. I almost said Drago. Pardon me. Um, but yeah, Daga, Son of Havoc, rather, is riding the open road alone. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, him and Ivelisse weren't necessarily on the best of terms, but I feel like, you know, it's almost like a marriage that splits up after a kid dies or something. I don't know. Because Angelico's out of the picture right now. Like, I get it. But it's like, you're still a pretty good duo, you know? Why are you completely tearing away from each other? It's weird. Was she injured? I don't believe so. I, they didn't say so anyway. I mean, they didn't point put that in the story or anything. It's no, it's weird. I was actually waiting for. I, I I'm expecting a certain angle for Havoc to start soon. It might it might even happen in season three. Uh, yeah. But we we've already talked about how all three of them kind of peaked. Yes. 
already. Sadly, they have already peaked. Not because they got worse. They're great yeah. wrestlers. Uh, even Eva Lisa with all her personal problems with you know people backstage, but uh, you know it's it's weird. I, we I'm gonna do my best not to start talking about AEW, but <laughs> you know I've been feeling that way about Jack Evans lately. He hasn't looked like he does here in a while. Yeah, he's been in the uh, main yeah. event recently, and it's and I was like, wow, that's and he did great, but I was like, man, like I don't know. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong, but. Hey, like I said, first match of the night, Son of Havoc versus Daga. And I mean, we're talking two young blue chippers here. And by the way, I just want to point out real quick, Daga rocking those blue tights and white boots. Anytime someone right, rocks white boots with bright colors, it's like, that's always a hit, dude. Always a hit. It's, it's, it took a while for the effects of the Attitude Era to go away where people could wear white boots again. Yeah. It really wow. did. Yeah, a lot of black boots, man. Or like the Jeff Jarrett short, uh, you know, short boots. It took a bit. I mean, it took, it took a, it, that, that was also with just, you know, fashion in general. It took a while for, you know, it'd be, to be cool to not wear, you know, baggy clothes or, you know, it, it's, it's a sign of the times where, you know, it's, it's, you, he couldn't have done it like 10 years ago from when no. it aired. No, could definitely couldn't have done that in 2006. I mean, no. the only exception, I guess, was Triple H who was doing it, but that's it. But it stood out when he did it, too. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, like one of the biggest reasons people remember Mania 20, besides how awesome that main event is, it's like, oh, Triple H is wearing white boots right now? The hell? It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. But hey, this match was very, very good. And what's funny is, like, Daga was doing really good, and even, like, you know, maybe he had an illegal choke-in or an illegal submission, but he had the advantage, and then Cobra Moon showed up. Yeah, they're to, still going with that angle. Yeah, to support Daga, or to, um, to, what's the word, to woo Daga. She's trying. I mean, this match was, the whole point was to make Havoc look good, which makes it even weirder because of how in the wind he is, even after this. Yeah, uh, and and Daga is so good that he doesn't need the win to showcase yeah. how good. Like his match with Cage, he lost clean, but he yeah. still looked good. He's showing his potential. He just he's he's doing a good job. Like maybe it's one of those things where he, yeah, you know, he comes in so he's going to make the the previous wrestlers look good. Because yeah. you know, you always have the argument like, oh, why are you going to bring someone in and have them lose right away? It, they don't always have to win their first match. You could do it like this. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Uh, Daga even hit a Yakuza kick. Like, okay, Havoc was in the second rope, so not not the top rope. But his head was towards the second rope, not the top rope. But Yakuza kick is gonna hurt no matter how you're bent. It's not gonna matter. Thinking and that actually, things. yeah, that actually got a two count. By the way, um, Son of Havoc goes to the top rope. He's gonna go for the shooting star press, but Cobra Moon holds his leg. So he can't do it. Daga comes in, tries to lands a step up kick, a really good step up kick, by the way. They fight atop the ropes. Daga is sent down with a modified gory buster, as Matt Stryker called it. And Son of Havoc lands the shooting star press and gets the win. And I wrote down Cobra Moon is a simp for Daga. Yeah, because he pushes her down too. People started booing him for that. Yeah. Even though she's a weirdo, she, they were like, "You're pushing her." Like he's like pushing her by, he's mushing her 
by her face yeah. and pushing her to the ground. Yeah, he was mashing her, but he does that. Um, <laughs> man, real quick, it is like big ups to Thunder Rosa for the, the glow up as a performer. It's like Cobra Moon sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she was supposed to be good, though, in her defense. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's fair. It's a, it's a very... Uh, I'm trying to think of a better word than pigeonhole, but it's a very specific role she plays. Yeah, she's hamstringed to be more a character than anything. Exactly. And I will take a Cobra Moon over a Abaddon any day. <laughs> you mean abandoned, but either no, way. Never, she is. Uh, <laughs> after this, we have a vignette featuring the former trios champions of the Lucha Gods, Rey Mysterio Jr., El Dragon Azteca Jr., and Prince Puma. Azteca tells, like, comes up on Ray, like, dude, Matanza's in his cage, you know, where Bully Ray sends bad fans. We should go kill him right now. And Ray's like, no, dude, like, your mentor would be ashamed of you if, you know, he heard you wanting to get your get get revenge like this. And Azteca hits him with, how the hell would you know? You never talked to him. Got him. Yeah, it's like, dude. You're not my real dad. Yeah. I just like how Dragon Azteca just really wants to kill a dude. Yeah, well, he wants to kill the guy that he thinks is responsible for the death of his mentor. He's sitting up in his room, looking at his, you know, Led Zeppelin posters, listening to Rage Against the Machine, how I could just kill a man. And (laughs) Rave Studio finds his pot stash. He's like, where'd you learn how to do this? I learned it from watching you, dad. Didn't they that do a segment with uh, uh, Savannah too before, right before this, or was it right after? Uh, the, I think it's later on in this episode. And I, I, I get confused because she's like never on. Like, is she still is she still playing him, or is she legit think that Dragon Azteca killed? Okay, his? yeah, yeah, no, the uh, the I'm so Black lost. Lotus, sorry, the Black Lotus segment is later on in the episode. When we get to it, you gotta explain to me like what's going on because I'm so because they don't go to it every every seven episodes if that. Yeah, I will. You know, we'll rehash it again, and I will explain. She's the Nathan Jones of Lucha Underground. How fucking stupid her character is in this show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and Puma, you know, sees this spat going on. He's like, "What the hell, guys?" Like. What's going on? And Ray's like, it's none of your business, pal. And he like, yeah. puts his hand on his chest. And that's when we get the growling sound effect. It's like, oh, shit. But Puma was in the right. And, and they're setting up. He the, was, the, too. Yeah, they're he setting up the dissension like, between all three of them. But, like, Ray's a dick to him for no reason. Yeah. He's like, dude, it, it is my business. You're, you guys are in my trio. This is definitely my business. You're always trying to kill somebody. You're always arguing about it. Like, can we just have the damn match? Kill whoever you yeah. want afterwards. Come on now. Exactly. Exactly. So Puma's a bit testy. Puma's bit. a bit testy already. Justifiable. But hey, yeah, absolutely. We've got our rematch from last week for the Trios Championship. We've got the Lucha Gods now challenging the team of PJ Black, Jack Evans, and Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Worldwide Underground. I wrote I wrote down some commentary and some quotes from Jack Evans as well. Here's one from or a couple from Jack. 
I swear no refs can count to three here. That's after a two count <laughs> and a kick out. <laughs> as, ja- uh, as Ray is trying to call, crawl to his corner for the hot tag, Jack is going, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> just taunting the shit out of him. At one point, Matt Stryker, because they're okay, they're all wearing these red uh, bandanas. <laughs> and you know, Matt Stryker, Matt Stryker says, like, yeah, with the way Johnny has his tied up, he looks like a Shriner. <laughs> I mean, oh, they, I, I remember they were selling those headbands, and I, I'm mad at myself for never getting one. Mm, Weren't they? I, I mean, as a novelty, I bet you it, it'd be nice, but like. Where the hell are you going to wear that? Everywhere. Job interviews, yeah. funerals, yeah. weddings. Yeah. Birth that's of my child. Like my, that's just like a Redeem D's nut shirt. Where am I not going to wear that? <laughs> my No Fear tattoo or card decal. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Calvin pissing <laughs> on something. Dude, that's I just love classy. That, I love that, like, one of the things to, like, get over to the point where it actually transcended wrestling was just a Spanish guy saying No Fear. Yep, and it Jeez. and it's a hundred percent over. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Fucking George Kittle, forty nine er tight end loves it, man. So I have to love it. Like even if yep. I didn't already like the Lucha Brothers, by law I have to love it as a Niners fan. So either way, either way. Enough about enough about George Kittle. Enough about the Lucha Brothers. They're not important to what we're talking about here. This is a trios title rematch. This there a lot of back and forth. And Jack, by the way, even Jack Evans even hits a six thirty on Puma for a two count, which was awesome. I I wrote down that this match was, if anything, better than the previous match. Well, it's it's hard to say because they're two very different matches. True. At one point, because Marty Elias, Jesus Christ, like I feel so bad for the guys that uh, are wrestling referees because in kayfabe, your character is borderline simple. <laughs> because like you've got to get easily distracted like i think there's like three or four different times where someone's like hey hey marty hey marty i got something and he's just like turning around and like oh the, all of a sudden the technico's like holding his groin again what what are they doing and it's like well you can't call what you don't see so whatever <laughs> it's what, which makes it all, always confusing for me when the Guerreros do that spot where they hit the other guy with a chair, but then they throw it on themselves yeah, to make it, it look make like. Any sense. It doesn't make any sense that a ref would then be like, hey, yeah, that's a DQ. It, it's, yeah, they, they were laying it on pretty thick, but that kind of laid, they kind of, this is why I like the match is because they told the story of Poop. They showed Puma getting frustrated with his teammates and then Puma's yeah. getting frustrated with the ref because the ref is just letting his teammates get kicked in the dick, including himself. And he's like, yo, yeah. like. I, I hate to use the word refreshing, but I was like, yeah, man, like I can't be mad at Puma because like that's yeah, some bullshit. No. I would do exactly what he did. But before we talk about what he did, what, real quick, Matt Stryker said, Marty Elias is calling this like Ed Hockley. Ed <laughs> Hockley, if I know you don't watch a lot of football, do you? No. He is like one of the most well-known referees in football. And typically if you're well-known as a referee, it's not for anything good. <laughs> like, a good ref, I should barely know your name. Mm-hmm. Like, but anyway, Prince Puma's like, he's just pissed because, like, so many people are getting kicked in the balls on his side, including him. And it's happening so many times. And he's just done with it. And Johnny says something. Do you, do you know what Johnny said? 
Uh, I didn't write it down, so no, I don't remember. Well, Johnny definitely said something, or he was like, you know, poking and prodding. And Prince Puma ultimately, he doesn't say this, but he had to think, fuck this, and just kicks Johnny in the dick. Yeah, and it was great. <laughs> it was. It was great, because Johnny, like, Johnny's like, oh, you're a loser, you're a loser, and then he kicks him in the dick, and Johnny just doubles over in pain, and Marty, like, it takes Marty a second to register what he's seeing, and Marty immediately, like, well, like, after he registers it, he rings the bell, waves the bell to be rung, and still your trio's champions by Discord. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill qualification worldwide underground and <laughs> what the okay look Ray Mysterio is like oh you lost your temper you lost your temper if I okay look I'm putting myself in Prince Puma's spot here like okay we lost the match and you know what Ray I'm sorry we did at this point it's done Let's just beat the shit out of him. Let's mm-hmm. play dirty a little, man. Let's have a little fun. You saw what happened. I kicked him in the balls one time. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little fun. And Ray's just like backing him off, backing him off. And Worldwide Underground is chastising him, but they're too afraid to do anything because at this point, they know Prince Puma, who's typically a man of, of uh, high morale, um, is like at the fuck it point. Like, if you, yes. if you looked at him cross, he would probably kick you, kick you in the dick right now if he, were, if he weren't being restrained. Well, that and they're, and, not, they're not street fighters. Like, they don't fight unless they have the edge, and they're a man down. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Johnny's like John again. It's like, dude, you just got kicked in the dick. You can barely stand. Johnny's John again. Puma's, again, just like, fuck this. He goes to kick Johnny. Who eats the kick, Greg? Oh, I missed it. I missed that. Taya. Taya <laughs> eats the kick. She always eats the kick for him, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. What a what a segment, though, dude. Like, that was enjoyable for different reasons. But, Ex- like... Yep. I fully... Like, it's hard. Usually, that's bullshit. Usually, it just pisses you off. But it was a great... Because they don't need the trio's belts. No. No, they're they're on the ground. They're a heel faction. They kind of need some momentum. And yeah. they didn't win. They didn't defeat the, the faces. They just out, I hate to say it, but outsmarted them. They did. Absolutely, yeah. Matt yeah. Stryker even pointed out, like, hey, they they operate on intellect without emotion. <laughs> well, some intellect. But, I mean, and, and they're pushing for <laughs> yeah, a Jack Evans is pretty stupid. Yeah, they're they're pushing for a different. There's there's another storyline. They're gonna segment out from here, and yes. they're gonna focus on Dragon Azteca looking for the sexy ninja lady yes. to help him murder a man. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so after this, we see 
see Lotus or not Lotus, but Azteca going down to the to the cage where the bad fans are kept, and Matanza, and he's getting ready to I don't know do something to him, but it's like hand to hand. What the hell are you going to do to Matanza? Matanza is much bigger than you are, but Lotus stops him anyway, and she's like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, cut it out. And Azteca was like, dude, like, he killed he killed your parents. And Black Lotus, the dumbest character of all time, is like, no, no, El Dragon Azteca did. Yeah. Like, but it's like, Azteca Jr., all he had to say was, who told you that? They're, they're both because, stupid. Because Dario did. <laughs> and she just believed them. It's... She, just, she, she openly, she's like very willingly believed a man who had her kidnapped for months on end. It doesn't I, make any sense at all. I can only assume she couldn't wrestle, and they had to just keep pushing the storyline back further and further, like like they do yeah. with Ivelisse and someone else, like, yeah. for different reasons, because Ivelisse yeah. kept getting hurt. But it's also like, uh, I believe the luchador killed my family, not the not the man dressed like a slasher villain that has blood all over him, and yeah, is clearly possessed by sense. a demon, has to be yeah. kept in a cage. Like she's just, yeah. you're asking a, a lot. This is like a gag the simpsons would do where it's uh-huh. obvious to the audience that you're an idiot right yeah i don't know well it's, it's like it's like any bad horror movie character where it's like for a, a horror movie plot that is flimsy to 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 last more than like 10 minutes characters have to be very very stupid incredibly stupid and that's kind of where greg's getting tired that's kind of where black lotus is at this point in time She's the but, Nathan Jones of Lucha Underground. Dude, yeah, enough of this crap. I wish they would just scrap this storyline. And sadly, they don't. They see this through to its crescendo, as long as that may take. And it takes a while. Mm-hmm. But they see it through to its crescendo, unfortunately. Uh, but hey, enough about that for now. Up next, we have, for the Lucha Underground Championship, we have the defending champion, Matanza Cueto, versus... The Machine, Cage, or as I put it, Kong versus Godzilla. This was definitely a kaiju battle. Yes, definitely. Sadly, Brian Cage was Kong. Um, Dude, there is one point where Cage and Matanza are just going back and forth with suplexes. And with each suplex, the dude's just firing up like right after he gets the suplex. This is like a wrestling game where you always have your finisher. Yes. And they just keep, I mean, you, you made the comment about me being tired. Like, I normally, by the time I get to the second episode, I'm normally like, ugh, I want this over. Because yeah. I, I love Lucha Underground, but I have to, anytime I watch it, I have to, uh, that's time I could be spending watching other newer wrestling, right? Yeah. Or doing anything else. And yeah, uh, I, I love doing it, but at the same time, it's like sometimes you're watching multiple episodes in a row and you're like, you're like, all right. You know, especially if it's a Chavo segment or if it's a Savannah segment, yeah. you're just like, what the? F-? And I can't fast forward because my job is to my job. But what I have to do is I have to review it. You know, yeah. But, and that, I think you know, me and you, and I, th- I bet some of the other uh, people on our on our podcast network, when you watch a show to review it, it kind of can take some of the fun out. It really can. You're not wrong at all. It can because you can't play on your phone while you're doing it. You can't uh-huh. like you know just get into it. You gotta like pay attention to everything because you're trying to talk about it and but this match dude 
because me and you, we we say like you know we didn't like any of the Matanza matches. Uh, fucking awesome match, bro. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Matanza throwing around little dudes was not entertaining. Matanza in no. kaiju battles, that's awesome. Yeah, because I think, and I and I wrote this down, but I I think uh, we got to give Jeff Cobb some props here because you know. This is range of a character. Yes, he's doing suplexes like Jeff Cobb does, but he also starts going for the eyes. He starts choking. Like he's he wrestles like aside from like you know being a suplex machine like a Taz, he he plays like a slasher villain, and he yeah. I think he does a great job. He has range as a wrestler. He doesn't have to just be Jeff Cobb. And the way he will like even like just grip his hands, like yeah. like he'll grip like he's like trying to take like chunks out of people. You know, he wrestles like a killer. That's the thing. He, I think Jeff Cobb deserves a lot of... We're going to be critical of Matanza. Yeah. And I, and I have some... And I also have other theories that I watched watching this that I, I realized, like, why... Like, we didn't like it because we liked Milmer. We, we like Mil Mortes. We like Pentagon. Yeah. We like Cage. Mm-hmm. We don't... When this happened, we didn't want to see some new guy come in that had yeah. just an invincible Undertaker gimmick and just, you know, not squash him, but that's what it felt like when we were when yeah. we were fans and we were watching it. And yeah. the other problem, which we'll get to at the end of the match, is his finisher. I realized his yes. finisher compared to Germans, compared to release suplexes, overhead belly-to-belly suplexes, compared to the pump handle sit-out X-Factor that Cage does. The Tour of the Islands, it's, it's a cool move. It's a terrible finisher. It kind of is. Yeah. It's like the world's strongest slam. It's just maybe it would it would in real life if if he did it to us we'd be fucked. Yeah, our stern would be crushed. Hurt. Yeah, but watching it, it doesn't look good. No, you're you're right. You're right, sir. Um, <laughs> pardon me. Okay, at one point, Cage lands a standing moonsault for two, and at someone someone's cage cage's size, that's amazing. Dude, it was a, a great ton- moonsault too. Yeah, absolutely. It was crisp, dude. Matanz at one point goes for a standing uh, moonsault headbutt. I hated that. But it's that. like, yeah, it was like, you weren't even remotely, the only thing you were close to was his knee, which you quote-unquote got hit by. It's like, that didn't look close at all. By I mean, way, it was kind of out of character. Like, yeah, it's a lucha show, and they're going to do flippy stuff, but like, a moonsault headbutt is stupid. Yes. One. Absolutely. It's just a stupid move. Like I don't know well, anyone. It's, you're adding, you're adding an extra step to a headbutt. Is all you're doing. <laughs> it's a headbutt with extra steps. It's just, it looked dumb. It looked like he. It looks like a botch, even though you're doing it right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Matanza at one point gets a near fall off of a sit-out power bomb. By the way, at one point, Matanza tries to transition into the Wrath of the Gods, but Cage counters it, and he rolls him into an inside cradle, and that gets a two count. And Cage eventually is just throwing everything, everything at Matanza. And he tries to go with the discus lariat. And that gets countered by Matanza, who lands the Wrath of the Gods. And that ends the match. And Matanza Cueto is still your Lucha Underground champion. And I, I unfortunately, I think the problem is uh, Jeff Cobb's never really been a top guy, except for maybe he had the TV title in Ring of Honor. Yeah. He needs a better finisher. It's a great yeah. signature move. Like, it's a great, like, get the crowd pop move. Dude, a but, basic choke slam would be a good finisher for Matanza. You know what? You're absolutely right, because that would fit his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of hurts, and I think that's what hurt it when we first originally watched it. 
Yeah. Uh, and it does. And these matches end in kind of a whimper because of it. Because yeah. it's like, you know, he's doing overhead Germans. You know, they're doing moonsaults. They're doing power bombs. And then Tour of Islands is just kind of like, it's a it's the world's strongest man. I, I like Matanza's uh, and Jeff Cobb's. Like, he does the same thing, the spinning, but with a backdrop. Yeah. I love that. But it's still, unfortunately, not a great finisher. Or even that would actually be better. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're not uh, wrong. I'll compare it to someone that's probably smaller than Jeff Cobb. I think Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe is probably about same height, maybe a little smaller. Yeah. All right. Which is a better move, the Tour of the Islands or the Muscle Buster? The Muscle Buster for sure. End what's, of the week. What's better than the Tour of the Islands? Uh, the Tour of the Islands are a power bomb. Any power bomb. Uh, any power bomb. See, like, and, and I and I hate ripping on Jeff Cobb because like, we just said, and we definitely mean it. He's great. This shows he has great range. It's just, yeah, yeah. And this is Monday morning, or yeah, Monday morning quarterbacking, whatever you want to call yes. it. Yes, Armchair sir. quarterback. It, it is that, but it's just we got to point out like this was a miss. The finisher was a bad. Someone should have been like, eh, this is after the first couple of matches of seeing it. Someone had to have been like, hey, the crowd's not really. Because the crowd's not buying it either. No. They're booing, not just because he's a heel, but because the finish is it's kind of weak. And I think someone should have been... Go away, he, yeah. Yeah, so one of the agents should have been like, hey, let's uh, let's end this with a bridging German suplex, because those are fucking tight, and you do a great German suplex. Dude, German suplex are, I hate to say a basic move, but they're fine finishers. Yeah. No, you're right. And before we go real quick, I did also want to point out there were there were points where Matanza was like actively on top of Cage and just choking him. And there was another point where Cage was on top of Matanza and just nailing like hammer fist on him. And he's just like, okay, this is like bowling shoe ugly kaiju battle. And it's amazing. It was great. And Cage, just like with Chavo, uh, well, this time they actually uh, Matanza actually let Cage look strong a lot. Yeah, that's the thing is like, yeah, Matanza gave to Cage and that's, you know, that that helped out. Uh, I think, you know, it's a low bar, but like, I think this was Matanza's best match, at least so far. I think I'd agree. I can't. What were the other good matches he had? Well, Mill was good, better than I remember. But yeah, this is better than his match with Mill. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was that that was really good, too. (laughs) It's like he beat Phoenix, but it's like. Yeah. yeah, and the Pentagon match was just story, but whatever. I I would say that I've done like when, when we took we did a one eighty on uh, was it Alberto last season? Hernandez. Hernandez. I've done a one eighty on on Matanza. Not that I think he's as good as Hernandez was. Yeah, because uh, Hernandez was a was a goddamn present. Uh, yes, but I've I definitely think Matanza was good. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. But hey, folks! Again, and no, nothing after the match either, right? Uh, no. Okay, good, because I didn't write anything down. Um, what do you want to grade it? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna grade this before we get out of here. Um, man, that main event was really cool. The the trios title match was a good story. Like, I empathize with the Puma character a lot right now. I'm going to give this an even B. So just a little lower than what I gave last week's episode. See, the crazy thing is I'm giving this one a, because it was the second episode in a row 
And yeah. I thought a lot of it maybe wasn't better, but it kind of built. It went a little bit further than the first the episode that preceded it. And it built upon it so well that I give it an A because if I can be engaged in it and enjoy it uh, after the, you know, after another 45 minutes of the previous show, I think that's kind of a good sign. And I, you know, Matanza's Jeff Cobb's great. Cage's. Yeah. I, you know, have we ever had a bad grade for a Cage show? Probably, uh, but, have, you know. I mean, maybe episodes where it's like Cage was in a four way or whatever, but it's like. Yeah. Where Cage is like a focus. prime focus of the show, probably not. He's so good. Yeah, he's very good. He's very talented. Um, <laughs> but you don't want to hear that from me because you'd never hear the end of it. Mm. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. It is always appreciated. I got the plugs out of the way at the beginning of this episode, so that's good. But I, I want you to remember that if you find yourself in a wrestling ring with a guy who looks like a knockoff of Jason Voorhees, you might suffer grave consequences. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.